What's up, you guys? It's Sean Ross Sapp. It's Fightful.com. It's the Raw After Mania. It's April 4th, 2022. Please Sean, you your... look depressed. Please leave your thumbs up. Please subscribe. Please tap the bell for notifications if you'd like your question or statement read on the air. You can donate Super Chats below. You can donate Humper Chats at HumperChats.com. That is a useful method, as if you do not watch our shows live, you can leave your questions or statements ahead of the show, and we will answer them. You can also subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, where we had a plethora of news today. We had more exclusive wrestling news for WWE WrestleMania than anywhere else. I am joined by um, that absolute piece of shit, turncoat trader, Denise Salcedo. Hi, Denise. How about you call me the, the ball crusher, the ball smasher, uh, whatever you want, whatever you prefer, Sean. Uh, so how does it feel coming into this uh, stream as a total and complete jobber? Because your ass got eliminated in the clusterfuck by a five-foot girl. A five-foot girl, Sean. Well, well first off, I'm not. No, 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 no. You this whole time were claiming that you were some Jesus, you were this, you were that, you 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 sold yourself as larger than life, and you didn't even last in the clusterfuck until I eliminated you. I walked off that stage and you were on the ground holding your balls. I'll I'll try to address these. First off, I don't care that it was a woman that cost me the match because I'm not a sexist piece of shit like you. Anyway. Um, you asked what it's like to come in, come into this stream. I'm not going to come into anything any for a while because my balls got hurt really bad because you hit me in the nutsack. I think it's, I just want to say a couple things. First off, Josh Barnett didn't touch me. He was horrified. It took somebody from fightful to eliminate me from the GCW clusterfuck. And, um, the next time they see me, there will be hell to pay. In GCW. I, I, don't think, I don't think you should get booked again in GCW because you didn't make any sort of impact whatsoever. Like you did not make, you did not leave a mark in GCW. Denise, Denise I you got you. You all talk. This is all I you got, were. I got you booked, Denise. You weren't even booked on the show. And I went to Brett and I demanded, and Joey, and I said, hey, I want my friend Denise to ring announce me because that would, that would be important to me as a friend. <laughs> Well, let me tell you what happened after that. When I walked off stage, Brett came to me personally and shook my hand. And so did Joey. And they said, thank you. Thank you for eliminating Sean Ross Sapp. Well, Joey, they were, Jeanette, they, that, were, they were humiliated by you. Well, Sova asked my hand me out to mute respect. you. So I'm going to do that. But Joey was still in the ring. So I know that that is a lie. But um Brent says it looked like Denise saved Sean from Barnett, though. Or or did she save Barnett from Sean? Definitely not. Okay. True or false, Josh Barnett was putting over my shoot accolades backstage earlier in the day. No comment. I wasn't there. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> thank you for everybody's support for that, that situation. Uh, this week, Denise and I are going to be doing a podcast probably on fightful select that walks you through um all of that and there's a lot of it there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff 
Uh, at one point, it was pitched for Denise to do a Canadian destroyer. <laughs> okay. And also on my vlog, I have some very interesting footage that is going to be very exciting to see, I think. I think people are going to like it, Sean. You know what I'm it talking about. It will be good. About. It will be good. Yeah. That was very fun. Um, There's just and- so much to talk about. Like, so much happened backstage. We, like, got adv- uh, like got advice. I got advice from somebody very unexpected. And I, I want to say this sincerely, Denise. Having you ring announce me was, like, one of the coolest moments I've ever done, like, performing. That was very cool. You did very good. I'm very proud of you. Even though the night before... Denise had me, I didn't even understand why. I was like, why does Denise want me to teach her how to throw people over the top rope? This is weird. And you did it the wrong way. You did it a way that I didn't teach you, but whatever. I guess it worked. I guess it worked. So whatever. Get your humper chats, get your super chats in. The mayor Pete says SRS versus Nick Gage with special step host Denise. Book it. We want light tubes. I will never do a light tube mash. I would. And I, me against you in a death match. I would so do yeah. it. I would so okay. hit you over the head with like a light tube or something. So Sova asked how you could betray me like that. I would love to know that too. I never really liked you and I still kind of don't. I'm just here because Jimmy Van pays me. Okay. Okay. Mark Losper says, Fightful would like to wish Denise the best of luck in her future endeavors. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Denise is profitable for us. So we got to keep her. Um, Jimmy Van. Did you see his tweet? Did you see I it? Want, I don't want to talk about it. Johan says, rewind a little bit. Jimmy Van said he doesn't get jealous of people often, but he was jealous of me. And you want to know why? Because he too wants to get, <laughs> wants to low blow you and throw your ass out of. Listen, anything. I don't know why everybody wants to touch my balls so bad. And, but I mean, Maractus Jack says punched in the dick by Salcedo. How do you say it, Sean? Straight in the penis. Right right in the penis. penis. (laughs) Graham says, Denise went full Grinch. How could you step host? Johan says, SRS at GCW, step host? Why are your hands there? I definitely felt like that. And then I just collapsed onto the ropes because uh, she hit me very hard. Right in the penis. Sabrina Harley says, hi, guys. Love you. We love you too, Sabrina. You're always so generous to us. Joe Bob says, whose balls had a rougher weekend, SRS or Sami Zayn? Well, I'll tell you what, I didn't get pinned. So, um, Sami Zayn. Hmm? Brock's too. Brock's too, yes. Chris Rain says, I bought Spring Break 6 to see SRS. Well, I'm sorry that happened, but um, again, the podcast that we do will be well worth it. There There are plenty of stories that have emerged from this, including us talking to Maven, of all people. Uh, Al and Maven, Maven blew one of my spots, Denise. Did he? Yes, we'll talk about it. But um, he blew one of my spots by being a good guy. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. Alex or Alan Can says, "Take some blue chew, Sean. Um, just my balls hurt." The Force Savage says, Sean, I was genuinely sad when he got thrown over. Why, why are we getting more Super Chats about this than the actual match, than the actual show? Because, I don't know. It wasn't good. That's why. That's why. There was like a couple of good, uh, good there's a handful of good items on today's show. Justin Rivera said the WrestleTalk guys were replaying the hit over and over again on their ROH breakdown pod. Said it was the moment of the weekend. Well, you know what? I'll remember that. 
I'll remember that the next time they come bagging. Oh, uh, hello, mate. We really need some clicks for our new quiz show. Uh, why don't you come and join us, please? You're so popular. We would just love to have you here. I'll remember Are that. Are you Ollie? Time. Yeah. Because that sounds more like Ollie. Yeah. Because Luke who I am. sound that way. Oh, yeah. No, Luke sounds like this. Yeah, there you go. That's more Luke. There you go. <laughs> RH says, the woman who hates Christmas has turned face. No, she hasn't. Mod Matar says, this is awkward. Clap, clap, clap. Yeah, yeah. Drew says, we want Alex and Kate to do every post show. Well, Drew, I want you to get a life. How sad are we not liked on this? On are we not liked on Fightful? Oh yeah. The train says Denise, you eliminating SRS is better than the end of Charlotte Ronda match by far. I needed that in my life. Sabrina says, "Hey Sean, corny lame boo, tomatoes, tomatoes. I'm throwing tomatoes. I will always pop for that." Mike Straw says Denise should shoosh. Oh, thank you. Chris says, I don't know if I'll be able to catch you live, but I wanted to give my money to Paywall Jesus and the Hollywood Elite for the masterpiece that was the clusterfuck. I, like, I want to talk about a little bit of it here, but I want to save it all for the show. I know. I, I almost feel like we should. You, uh, you, this was your idea, Sean. You're the, we're we're going to do a full show. We're going to do a full show. This stuff. I feel I like we're robbing the people of all of these juicy details. Like, I feel like we're, yeah. You know what? I, maybe we'll put it. For free, maybe, but um, I don't know. I feel like Paywall Jesus has got to put it in Paywall. Um, but there were some cool spots there. Valab says, that wasn't Ollie Davis. It was more Oliver Twist. Please, sir, can I have some more? Mixtape says, literally donating so we can keep you guys cutting promos instead of talking about the weakest post-Mania Raw in forever. Well, we're going to right now. This was one of the worst Raw after Manias I have ever ever seen since it became a regular big thing denise i don't know because i actually stopped going to raw after mania after i sat through like two raw after manias and i was kind of bored and that's why i don't go to raw after mania anymore well let me tell you this one felt like there was more than the ones that i went to that one time the crowd tonight was about as as loud as the last two raw after mania crowds which had zero people in them this was abysmal denise even even for cody rhodes entrance it wasn't even nearly loud josh's town says all right show terrible crowd nerd guru says woof what a bad show no new people no new matches no call-ups bianca has no feud cody was great in the main event promo uh was a promo for smackdown to mid x 100 uh we did get some new people technically i, I, I <laughs> technically think Matt- not technically I think Matthew was being sarcastic. He said, what a hot crowd. This is the first Raw for me in months. Unfortunately, after Cody, I'm sad to think night one gave me hope about this product that wasn't going to bear fruit. Still not feeling it. I guess if this is your first Raw in months, this probably seemed like a hot crowd. But based on Raw after Mania crowds, this was not hot whatsoever. I think people were just tired, man. That Texas heat, man, it got rough. Sean, after you left, it got hotter. I I did a little walk from the convention center to my hotel, which was just 0.5 miles. And man, I was sweating bullets. I nearly passed out by the time I got back. Yeah, if people was... walked like at least two blocks, you were done after that. Like the heat was just too much. 
I think the only wrestling show, I mean, I went to Wally Mania and I was going to go to to MLW, but I didn't get in in time. I went to ROH. We did the, the Janela thing. I was exhausted all weekend. I was running on no sleep and I wasn't going to a lot of the stuff that, that people uh, were going to. And it was just, it was an exhausting draining weekend. Sabrina Harley says me to the crowd, corny, lame, boo, tomatoes, tomatoes. I'm throwing tomatoes. I mean, yeah, the crowd was bad. It was tepid. That was the, the word that came to mind, was tepid throughout this show. It, what a bummer. Uh, Danny says, it was reported that TK had an option year on Cody. If true, do you think TK operated within his heart rather than his head in terms of letting Cody go? Uh, from what I understand, Tony believed he had option years. And I believe that Cody's group believed that they had a loophole. I don't know that that to be true. Uh, I will ask, but um, that was a rumor going around. But again, that's reckless speculation. JW Pringle says it's no longer SRS. It's SLS. Sean lost sap. Much love from the Sour Grap Society and all of the Sour Graps kids in the Council of Marks. Hmm. Daniel says, I get this is raw, but thoughts on FTR versus the Briscoes. That may have been the one of the greatest matches, if not the greatest match I've ever seen live. That was that was perfect. That was about as good as it gets. Um, that was special. Denise, you were backstage for it. I was more than backstage for that one. I was actually in the production truck for that, which was awesome. a really cool experience. I was allowed to, uh, you know, I couldn't take any photos and I can't really tell you like any like, insider information or anything sure. like that but i did get to go into the production truck and i watched the majority of the show in the truck which was absolutely awesome because i got to see them you know call the shots you know uh i got to see how they go from shot to shot a lot of you know what goes on behind the scenes what's going on in commentary what commentary is listening to in their ears and all of that so i got to watch the match in a very interesting way because i was seeing all of the different angles at once, That's which awesome. kind of made it a little extra cool. Uh, so I thought that was really fun. It was a great match. And like, it, it was interesting too, because like all the people in the production truck, you, you know, they're there doing their job and they're working, but at the same time, they're also enjoying what they're watching the wrestling, wrestling wise, like, you know, what's happening on the show. So it was pretty cool to kind of see that. Tony says this, that Denise is now the head of the kids table. That's funny. Her guru says, SRS, can we get Kate merch that is her face with the quote, <laughs> didn't give an F. She had an all-time rant last night. If Kate wants us about to About what? What did she rant about? Oh, I, I'm not sure. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. I, I did not watch their three-hour show last night, shockingly. If Kate wants us to monetize her face, we will monetize Kate's face. Shazam says, spring break cost me over 30 Australian dollars, but it was worth every cent to see Denise get the ultimate vengeance. Sean was also good though. I'm just saying we can we did long-term booking. Yeah, like three years right there. Almost. Joseph Correa says, uh, glad I got to meet you at Supercard SRS. Thanks for being a part of my vlog. Hopefully I can meet Denise at another show in the future. It was great to meet you. Uh so glad to meet you. I was I I, I thought that was you when you said Joseph. I almost I was like, that has to be Joseph Correa. Nerguru says she ranted on the New Day match. Oh, I'm sure that's a good one then. Van Twinblade says, Denise Salcedo, the people's champ taking over the devious vile heel SRS. But like in Yu-Gi-Oh, beating him purged him of evil ways. Now Sean is a good boy. Also, the VOD of Glory Pro 3 is up now. 
eloquent says any news on Cesaro? Nope. Um, he's got some personal milestones he's tending to, from what I understand. And um, I don't know, probably taking some time off, but Cody Rhodes isn't taking any time off. He came out, he started the show. Now it was interesting because I had heard from his camp that he was going to be kicking off raw as, as far as yesterday, the internal rundowns had the Roman and Cody stuff flipped, which probably should have been the case knowing what we know now. And then 10 minutes before the show, Cody Rhodes was advertised as kicking off the show. Now I know there was a quick meeting about 30, 40 minutes before the show, the rundown was changed and new ones were not handed out. Cody kicked off the show and he cut a very AEW style promo. It wasn't quite for me. I liked the messaging, but the, del- but the delivery wasn't quite for me. Uh, but still, I'm just what so was happy it about the delivery. That wasn't for you. Part of me felt like he was trying to force tears. Maybe. Really? Maybe. Like, I don't know. I, I, I admittedly don't know what he sounds like when he's about to cry, but it seemed like he was <laughs> trying to conjure those up. And I don't necessarily even need that because I know how important his, his father is and his, his, that legacy is. I love the story about the title belt and how Dusty told him the story about how he didn't win the title, and Cody decided then that he was going to win that title. The voice cracks seemed a little dramatic to me. You know what I mean? See, I didn't buy it like as forced. Like, I didn't see it as forced is what I'm trying to say. Okay. I actually felt that it was genuine because at the end of the day, like, you know, it's his father and going out there. And you got to think about this, too. Like, think about all of, like, the bottled up emotions from like the last you know couple of hours of cody's life right you know this big wrestle this you know this return to wwe this you know wrestlemania moment and and just like i guess you know everything that's happened leading up to opening up monday night raw i and then having you know the picture up on the titan tron and all of that i i felt that it was a good promo. There was, uh, it wasn't my fave, my best, like my favorite Cody Rhodes promo. There was another one that he did on AEW that I remember really, really liking. Um, but I still thought this one was really good. The reason why I liked it was because one of my big things, you know, that we're constantly talking about with WWE is, you know, we're all the time. We're always talking about the lack of storytelling, the lack of storytelling, right? Knowing when when that moment actually comes for Cody Rhodes to have his, you know, championship moment, it's not one of those things of like, you know, now the people that heard the story and heard the promo have more of an understanding. They have more of a background on this. So you could kind of, you know, decide like to go on, you know, go on this journey with them to get to the championship. So for me, I liked it because, you know, it's going to be foreshadowing what's going to basically go down in the future. And now I'm definitely like, it's, and like, now I'm wondering, Sean, do you think that he, they are going to have them beat Roman Reigns for both the titles? Cause they kind of felt like it's night. I think it's a real possibility. And I got somebody saying that the word I'm looking for is disingenuous. No, I think he was very, I think he was very genuine in in the wording and his his motivation behind that michael key says fake emotion strongly disagree that's what i love about cody his raw emotion this was great i mean well, well, maybe. he also got emotional in that media scrum too when he uh yes, he, he did. was talking about that story that he told vince mcmahon about how you know that one paycheck and the dvd and all of that 
Did he get emotional when he told you when he had to say out loud that you eliminated me from the cluster? Because I understand that he heard about that. Yeah, he he did hear about that. He it, it was funny too. Muted. Josh's town says Denise right on with the Cody stuff. Glennie says, agree with SRS. Cody went for the forced voice break in AEW with Dustin during the undeniable promo and other times. It's his go-to. John Vasque says, Cody already saying forbidden words in WWE. Let me tell you, Cody is by far the most super chatted thing tonight. Uh, he's been the most talked about thing the last two months. And this is with stone cold Steve Austin coming back to wrestle a match. I cannot underscore that enough. When we broke the Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestling again story, Denise, Cody Rhodes leaving AEW completely swallowed up the Steve Austin coverage. Nobody was interested anywhere to the degree of Cody. There's also another thing that I want to bring up too because we were mentioning the crowd today for Raw After Mania and one of the things that, so right as before Cody's music hit, there were like Cody chants. People were chanting Cody, Cody, and I thought, yeah. okay, that's good. Like people are going to pop. He The pop didn't necessarily occur very strongly. However, once he started to make his way like further down, like once he got closer to the ring, he managed to get the crowd to at least get like a little louder. But there were, there was an unfortunate moment of a lot of like, they were showing the crowd, right? Sean, like all of these shots of the crowd. And this was the, everybody was just kind of standing there waiting for things to happen. So, but as he got in, I think he managed to get the crowd to, you know, start reacting a little bit more. By the time he was in the ring, they were like, you know, giving him a proper, a more proper, um, you know, welcoming, I guess. And so that was nice. So that was good. I'm glad that they got that because I did think that the second his music hit, it's almost like if people were a little bit just not, reacting very quickly to this but i did like the promo i was a fan of it and now i'm curious to see where this goes the addition of seth rollins coming out and shaking his hand i like that too i thought that was you know a good way to be like you know what we had a match banger okay cool we out so uh yeah that's what happened seth rollins came out this was a a long promo and we haven't seen long long promos like this in quite some time and it used to be the norm on raw like for a long time when they tried to force Roman Reigns the baby face, it was it was now like we this. get them on SmackDown. Yeah, now we get them on SmackDown. But even then, like they're not usually that long. Um, I'm okay with it because again, I like the messaging. The delivery, maybe, maybe just because it felt so out of place in WWE. Maybe that's what it was. But uh Shot Kid says another issue is Cody's authenticity or believability felt gone given comments from the last two days put up against comments from the last six years. Here's the thing too. too. Here's the reason. This is one of the things that I do want to touch on because there was a moment too where uh, he mentioned uh, his daughter. It's, it's Liberty, right? That's her name. Liberty. Yes. When he mentioned that Liberty had the same eyes as his father. That's when I realized like, not when I realized, but that's when I think it really kind of hit another level for me because, uh, it was just a nice detail, I think, to add to something like that. To me, it felt meaningful. Like that one specific detail kind of elevated the whole promo a little bit more for me. I liked it, and I, spe I specifically liked that part when he mentioned his daughter having, you know, his eyes. 
Alexander says it's not that Gob Bluth, a.k.a. Cody, isn't genuine. He is. It's the environment he's operating in is artificial and antiseptic. He'll have to solve that dissonance if he wants to, this to work long term. Well, I mean, that promo style also did cause a lot of people in AEW to turn on him and that delivery and a lot of stuff like that. I mean, he but that had, promo where the, the crowd turned on him, Sean, was like a terrible promo. Sure. Like horrible. But it was different. It was a very different promo. Like he was trying was. to get a certain amount. Like he was trying to do like a deep promo, but yes. it was all the wrong verbiage. Somebody says, Gob, it's pronounced Job. Listen, Valab, I am not the dweeb here. I don't know what that means. Josh's Town says, Cody's already a top promo in the company. I do agree with that. Cody is immediately a top promo. But Cody himself, Denise, has said that his promos are either a home run or a trash fire. Almost nothing in between. I don't think this was a trash fire. I think if, if you had to pick home run or trash fire, it's a home run. Uh, it's just, you know, I, I also saw the, a couple of promos this year that he cut that I thought were some of the best I had seen in years. Uh, Zach says, did the AEW title stipulation hurt Cody judging by this promo? I think it hurt judging by his own words this past weekend at that scrum, Denise. Yes, there was something, and I forget the exact wording, so excuse me if I, I'm paraphrasing, but there was a moment where he kind of mentioned getting a little bit like repetitive. Like he was mentioning, you know, the, the TNT title, new guy coming in, TNT title, open challenge, and like all of that. Um, And that was, I kind of, you know, read in between the lines and just kind of what he was getting at with, you know, maybe that, kind of hurting him a little bit there thank you guys for letting me know this is from arrested development i don't care what's from arrested development the job thing i don't know what we're talking about michael exactly michael key says this is wrestling we take shots at each other we need to remember everything is a work everything isn't a work but uh in that sense the things that cody has said about wwe are largely harmless so i mean nothing wrong with that uh pile driver finisher says if i were cody I'd build up an opposite ramp just to turn heads. I think it'd be pretty cool. That is kind of funny. It is kind of funny that they have to put like a big additional stage on for Cody as well. Sean, it was so weird being in that media scrum though. Cause usually how many times haven't we been at an AEW media scrum where we're asking the, why'd you leave WWE? Why did you make yeah. the decision to leave WWE? And this time it was the other way around. It, it was kind of trippy, you know, like, I'm not going to lie. It was a little bit like, you know, just different, you know, not, not, I'm not saying bad. It was just different. Like being placed in a whole new setting, walking into a new house, that sort of thing. And we're going to see more of that. Like now that contracts are able to go up. Um, Joe says Cody is Reigns before he went full heel. The fans turned on Cody and AEW, but he refused to go heel while Reigns did. Wonder how that works in WWE. I mean, we're talking about Roman Reigns, who was a baby face for six and a half years before he switched from the, the 2014 turn until late 2020. Cody had not even been gone from WWE for six years. So, I mean, or for that, for that long, it was just the six year mark now. So I don't know if that's a fair comparison. Also, everybody thought he was going to come back and be stardust. Let's be real. Oh, we got people say, Sean, come on now. This is much closer to a trash fire than a home run. Listen, wrestling subjective, Joe. You can think that, but don't come on now. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. I mean, how many times don't you and I disagree on this show? Like it's. Subjective. And we move past it. We still come back every week. 
Do we move <laughs> past it, Denise? Because there's some stuff I'm not ready to move past. Are you serious? Well, uh, you know what? That's why I that's why I got you in the balls, man. Because that you know I'm freaking exhausted of you. C says all the things he complained about in AEW he caused, which I find funny. At least he learned his lesson, not talking in absolutes anymore. That was one of the big lessons it seemed that he learned uh, this weekend, or when he when he spoke. Volob says, I was so sure Cody was going to do a make him say a bit. I doubt it. That one's, that one's dead and gone. Glenny says, agree with SRS. Cody went with the forced uh, voice break in Dustin during the undeniable promo. It's his go-to. Saying. JJ says, I died when the Cody Vader looked like it was stuck. What are you doing, Step Stuper Superstar? There you go. <laughs> Michael Keyes says, SRS at GCW. Step host? Why is my name on the list? I don't there. get it. The the Chris Jericho Festival of Friendship. Oh, oh okay, 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 okay. I got it. I get it now. Yeah. Sorry. I, I'm I'm still exhausted, Sean. You've you've been home. I have not I been know. home. I just got here. I do not envy you. I, I'm I really still don't. not like all really mentally here. I don't envy you. Josh's town says no or think they'll make a 24 doc on Cody. Oh yeah, I definitely think they will. Uh, C says, can someone tell me why Cody was doing an impression of his AEW self? Because that was the deal. He comes over as Cody Rhodes. Vince McMahon said to Cody, it's not broke. We're not buying something else. We're buying what worked. And listen, you can say you didn't like Cody all you want, guys. But I can tell you from a business perspective, Cody Rhodes has been fantastic business in his absence. Cody Rhodes hasn't been around for two months. And he's been one of the hottest news stories in wrestling. Brent says he still feels like Homelander. Bako 5 says his botched entrance rising out of a box and getting stuck was the height of irony. WWE promises the moon but delivers a pebble. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Luke says, hello, guys. What's Luke doing up? What time is it over there? He's partying. He likes to party. That's why. Sabrina, our good friend, with another generous super chat, says the real question is, would any wrestler from AEW came from WWE and began at the same time as Cody go back to WWE years later, would they face the same backlash as Cody is now? I think probably not. I think there might be a couple that face similar backlash, Denise. I think Moxley would because of the nature of his interview after he left with Wade Keller, where he ran down WWE creative. Um, I think CM Punk would certainly face the same criticism as Cody. Oh, CM Punk would be, if he went to back to WWE, mm -hmm. no, it would be a million times worse. Are you I kidding agree. me? It would be nuts. Even I would be like, dude, come on. And I love CM Punk, and I don't even think I could sign up on. Like, no, it, there's just too much. There's just too much and a, a different load of too much there. That laundry is way dirtier. Yeah, I think Cody, uh, most of his stuff was respectable or respectful in his criticisms. You know what I mean? Uh, so, like... There were some little shots, but they were harmless. In Simmons says, I like the promo, but they need to shift from the sympathy promo. Cody's promo before the TNT ladder match works for him. That's one of the best promos I've seen in, in years. One of the best. Aubrey Duncan says, do you think it'd be better to hold Raw after Mania in a different city due to crowd fatigue? Uh, if you're doing two nights, oh, gosh, not two nights. If you're doing... Four shows in three nights before Mania. I mean, they did SmackDown. They did Hall of Fame, NXT, Mania, Mania, and Raw. There were some people that went to all those, Denise. Oh, yeah. Yikes. 
And, and not only that, access. Yes, exactly. And access. And whatever. And there's people that also went to bonus, you know, the indie shows, maybe WrestleCon. Uh, like I said, there's just a lot. There was a lot going on in freaking Dallas. It was insane. It was it was crazy. Scott Tucky men- mentioned Cody wrestling KO in a dark match. That could have been fun on Raw. Yeah, but I'm, I'm glad they didn't burn that on Raw. Do it for the live crowd. That's, that's fine. Uh, but uh, as far as doing raw in a different city um no i think it'd be kind of messed up for the people that went and want to go to the raw after mania and to get that experience it's a part of the wrestlemania experience uh, i think it's it's for the people traveling and see here's, here's the thing you got to understand people going to these shows got to save like a year in advance all the times before yeah. i was media and i would go to wrestlemania i would spend a lot of freaking money and I, you know i'm still spending money but i would spend a lot more going to pay for all the shows i had to save for a good year to go to wrestlemania and that's just like for me now you got to talk about like because uh, i saw so many families when i went down to access oh mom gosh. dad's kids come on that's like you know they're spending Thousands a of lot dollars. of money man you got to go and be ready to spend and not only that, uh, I think that this year's WrestleMania will condition, or this year's Raw after Mania will condition some people to not do it. Me? Like, That's why I don't go no more. Yeah. I mean, I, I can tell you that I stopped going to Rampage before pay-per-views after the Minnesota one. I was like, I'm, I'm not going anymore. Uh, Shot Kid says, I thought Cody's promo didn't work because his style relies more on a fas- passionate fan base and a less clean production style. And that show had neither. That's an interesting approach. Yeah. But that's um, what you got to do, though, right? Like, you want to be different. You don't want to come in and go into the same formulaic WWE style. If you, if Cody wants to legitimately present himself as a star in WWE, and do, he has to do something different. He has to stand out. And yeah. it is going to be different, you know, it is two very, very different audiences. As I mentioned, WWE has more of that family audience AEW has more has just more of like what you would expect more of the wrestling fan base I guess to be Justin Rivera said any word on how this affects QT Marshall also hit to Sean's balls makes Denise my sports entertainer of the week um well I saw somebody saying Cody's nightmare factor guys will never see TV time again uh QT Marshall despite being a weeb on Twitter uh, is a very respected trainer and is integral to booking a lot of talent on AEW. And he is, I, I mean, he's well-respected. I think a, plenty of his guys will get on TV. Uh, Joe says, not what I said. His refusal to turn heel in AEW with fans hating him. Reigns finally did in WWE and blew up. So Cody, will Cody be okay to do that in WWE? I think he was heading down that road already in AEW, Denise. He was doing the crowd reaction spots. He was starting to go a little more heelish. I That was a story I was ready to watch play out. Was Cody not accepting the fact that the people hated him? And he can say, you know why I won't turn heel? Well, eventually they turn you heel. It doesn't matter. Like it, It's just the, the nature of it. Um, the way yeah. I see it, him coming to WWE feels like a fresh start. Like he's starting from the beginning here because again, different audience. And I, we knew that already, but I swear I just, you know, it just really stood out to me a lot more 
this time around. So if to me, it kind of feels like he's starting all over again. I mean, he can probably piss off the crowd and then yeah. who knows, he'll be end up in the same boat, right? We don't know, but uh, it's just, it feels like a reset for Cody here. Chris says, I think Cody's promo feels off because it's kind of expected that the first promo after a debut or a turn has more fire to it. Yeah, but I think that conjuring up the memory of his super famous father has some fire. I mean, that's that's probably that's probably why I thought the delivery wasn't quite what I expected. Zach says, after hearing this promo, good by the way, it does feel like the AEW stipulation did hurt Cody. Uh, but I think this WWE move, uh, this move to WWE, any promo, there's a filter via events. I don't think there was a filter via events tonight. I think that Cody went out there and I think Cody said what he wanted to say tonight. And he says, also, would Brandy make a return? Um, I'm working on some more about that. She had some conversations this weekend and she has been training. Brina says, why doesn't he want to be a heel? Well, in AEW, he said he didn't want to be a heel because of those people that supported him when he left WWE. However, he's now in front of a WWE audience that didn't seem to support him as well. And there's, you know, there's a lot of, of um, divisiveness. Josh's town says, uh, fact that we're talking about Cody this long says a lot. Yes, we are 36 minutes into the show and we have only talked about Cody. We haven't talked about Veer unloading, coming, anything yet. Alan Keyes says, binge watching the boys and I can see the Homelander story coming out in all its glory. Cody will have a great run if they let him. Yeah. And I mean, there were top people in AEW Say making that reference before Cody became self-aware about, about it. They were saying he's not Captain America, he's Homelander. If you don't know Homelander, look him up. Mixtape said Cody made a moment, then they WWE'd it and had Rollins, Adam West, Batman villain dance in and dump on it. No, I think Rollins is getting over as a babyface now by being so obnoxious that it that it's working. So I think that that helped out Seth Rollins an awful lot, Denise. Rollins has honestly been winning me over. There's been, I haven't been super, I wasn't crazy about the whole, ah, there's so much laughing that we were getting at one point. Like, I was sick of it. But in the last like maybe month or so, <laughs> I've been pretty interested. I've been like, I'm not going to say pretty interested, but I've been okay with the presentation sure. of Seth Rollins. Joel Wood sends a very generous super chat. Big thank you. He says, SRS, just want to say I appreciate all your Cody Rhodes coverage and answering all my Cody questions. Since he's back, I'm done with those now, so I'm just going to replace them with Gargano questions. Well, buddy, I might have some answers uh, for you before long. Uh, Gargano is taking dates. He's doing interviews. He's doing a lot of that. Uh, I had reached out to him for an interview, and he said, you know what? I'd love to, but give me some time to... Uh, you know, be with my kid and then then we'll do one. So I'll be talking to him hopefully very soon. He was at WrestleCon. He did very well this week. Good to see uh, him doing that. Michael Key says, most talked about rest guy in wrestling the last how many months, yet people still hate him. He's doing something right. The last three months have been the Cody Rhodes show and he's not even been on the show. There were some people at WrestleMania that didn't get any reaction and it was really sad. And I thought to myself, damn, I'd rather come out and get booed than get no reaction. No energy, Denise. No energy. You've got no energy right now. You oh, know hell what you no, need? I'm done. You need athleticgreens.com slash fightful. The show brought to you by athleticgreens.com slash fightful. One scoop of AG1 contain, contains 75 vitamins, mineral, whole, force, whole food sourced ingredients. 
including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. Not only that, but they have changed their formula over 50 times in the last 10 years. That's almost one every two or three months. So they're not just sticking with what brought them to the dance. They are going above and beyond. And when you go to athleticgreens.com slash Fightful and take control of your health, you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. That's vitamins, minerals, dairy-free probiotics, adaptogens, and antioxidants, a superfood complex. You want to take your multivitamin in a drink. It absorbs better. It's better for your digestion. It's better for your health. It's better for your energy than a tablet that's going to pass right through you. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Whether you're an athlete, uh, life elite, mom, dad, rookie, first time, or whatever it is, you get your one gram of sugar. It's good if you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free. It's got no GMOs or nasty chemicals. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. We still got some more Cody Super Chats. You look great as Denise, by the way. Yeah, I'm That's way hotter. The beard. Brent Lockman says, Cody made me watch Raw tonight. I've never disliked Cody until this exact moment. So many questions. Many of them are anger-inducing. Jeez, I wouldn't. I wasn't angered. I'm curious about that. Daniel says, I don't want the brand split to end. It would be bad, but I think it would be interesting if Cody stayed or is a free agent. I'm not saying he should be on both shows every week, but make him a big deal, especially with no draft till October. Um, I think Fox would probably want Cody Rhodes on their show, and uh, yeah, I think that's possible. Fox needs all they can get for SmackDown at this point. Damn, even Ezekiel would be a good call. Oh, boy. (laughs) Mixtape says, if Seth's performance is over, I call Stockholm Syndrome. No, Seth's just a good performer. Dude, Seth deserves a lot of credit because he he did so much in that match that, you know, Seth deserves a lot of credit for that match. Daniel R says, would love Cody to turn heel in WWE. Basically what Sean has said about him wanting to change WWE, but that includes guys that are over like Roman. Sean, you got me to watch the boys. It is so good. Uh, it has its tropes as well, but yes, I, I agree with that. I think that he his the thing about Cody should be, well, now that I've done this and I've won the title, the reason I left was to change wrestling. I did change wrestling. Now I want to change the place that made me want to change wrestling. So hopefully that happens. We are finally past the Cody Super Chats. You guys can still send them in. I feel like there's still so much to talk about Cody, but I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna continue it because then we'll there, be here for like three hours. I know. I mean, you're you're probably getting paid extra tonight anyway. Yeah, so. and I'm gonna be knocked out by the end of the show. <laughs> so uh Sasha Banks and Naomi was supposed to be a title match, but it instead was a championship contenders match, to which I reply, What's the goddamn point, Denise. We've been but, asking this question for years. No, for beyond <laughs> that, beyond that. By the way, I like the work just fine. Uh, these women have put together some really, really outstanding double team moves. However, as Richie Goodacre says, what's the point of it if you're going to immediately give a title shot to the losers, which is what they did, Denise. Tegan Knox and Shotzi won like three of these goddamn things, and they didn't get a title shot. And then Tegan got fired. Meanwhile, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan lose the match again. Cool match. It was fine. A little short. And Rhea shoots a little look at Liv. And Liv backstage is like, what the hell, man? And Rhea goes, listen, I'm sorry. I just got us a title match. How does this make sense? 
first up, I, it, it is mind-numbing how little this makes sense. Why are they teasing a breakup already with these? I know they have a championship. Didn't they, 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 got, they, got, they, got plan, they got plans for Rhea. They got plans for Rhea. Yeah, but they no, I can't keep seeing. They give it this minute. Give this thing with with Liv Morgan a minute. They've got something here. If they put a little creativity, give them a little some well, background side, some stuff. They don't have to keep doing the whole. You know, can I know they're not pushing the can they coexisting down our throats, but why do we got to see a little rift between them? I know that by the end of the night they were all hugging it out and all that, but we didn't need any of that. Dave Berman says that we un- or that we intentionally booked our stream into a can they coexist angle, and we've been watching too much WWE. Um, I, I, I they're a women's brain. they're a women's tag team. They're going to split up sooner than later. I think they have plans for Rhea, and I think if they go with the story of Rhea saying, "I can't trust anybody but myself. I need to find new people to trust," I think that'd be okay. But they Fine. lost a championship contenders match. They did not win. A tag title match last night. Why on earth are they getting another crack at this? That's stupid. Here's uh, the thing. Here's the thing. Remember when we got into that big old argument over Rhea and Nikki? Mm-hmm. At what point is Rhea going to start being the problem here? Listen, Losing all I, of these I, besties. I almost tweeted an apology to Nikki A.S.H. I almost did it. We'll I mean, we got into a whole... You gave me so much shit about... Muted. Uh... Brent Lockman says questions like, why does WWE hate friendship? Why can't the WWE camera people frame anything properly? What is with those AR logos? The AR logos are abysmal. The camera work is terrible. And uh, friendship is very weird in WWE. KE775 says, is Becky going on sabbatical like Sasha did after Mania last year? Also considering Zelina, Carmella, Rhea, Liv are done. Can we expect Dewdrop and Nikki? I wish they would team those two uh, more consistently. I had a funny joke and I was muted the whole time. What was it? Go ahead and say it. It's when you said, oh, you said something about WWE friendship being weird. Friendship being weird in WWE. And I said, yeah, and on Fightful. Good one. Good one. You did good. Uh, The the, the highlight of this whole thing was I realized Sasha and Naomi are going to be on Raw now, which makes me happy because they're great. Dude, R- they just, but they just keep stripping stuff off of SmackDown. I got to sit through a two-hour SmackDown they're, they're every week. On, I need some good stuff there. They're what still on SmackDown. They're still on yeah, SmackDown. I know. Okay, yeah, I get it. But they've been going back and forth. Okay, never mind. I got. I mean, the brand saying. split doesn't mean a yeah, damn yeah. thing right now. I get what you're saying. Never mind. RH says, are all the women's tag teams splitting up except the new champs? Discord between Rhea, Livza, Zelina, Mella, Team Shayna, and Ronda up at least. Well, let's go ahead and review that. Zelina and Carmella effectively split. Uh, in this Natalia Shayna match, uh, and then Carmella makes out with Corey. So we've got several teams splitting up right now. I thought that I mean they, there was really nothing to mention about this besides like one NXT 2.0 wrestler shows up on Raw, and I guess the horny storylines are just contagious because Carmella and Zelina are just dry humping on on cable TV. This one, this match didn't do anything for me. The angle ain't doing anything for me. I don't need to see Carmella and Corey's love story. It was not for me. In the nicest way possible, I felt really bad because during WrestleMania, Carmella, Shayna, Natty, Zelina did not get any reaction from the crowd. Mm-hmm. 
when they came out, I was, you know, I was keeping an eye out on people's reactions. It was like, it was just, it was sad. Honestly, it was sad. And I just thought it's because of the booking of all these four women. Shayna coming out and getting no reaction. Think about that. It was sad. Yeah, it was very sad. More super chats. Mixtape says, not a shot at Seth uh, as much as the character. Uh, I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. But I, but I did the like the line from Carmella, though, where she told her that Zelina was going to be her bridesmaids, but now she's going to be a flower girl. I was like, yeah, demoted. Chris Rain says that uh, Rhea and Liv must have had a master plan because they saw what happened when you actually win a championship contender match like Tegan and Jotzi. Fair, fair point. 12 Loose Leafs says my theory with two-day manias, the concept of the Raw after mania is probably dead. Used to be for that traveling fan would stay one day longer to see a second show and get more bang. Now Sunday is at least the second show. No need for Raw. Thoughts? I disagree with that, and here's the reason why. Because they did NXT on Saturday, Mania on Sunday, Raw after Mania Monday before that. So I don't think it's that much different than that. Uh, But they didn't do Friday SmackDown as well. This is the first Friday SmackDown of the Fox era that we have with fans, Denise, or or before Mania, because the, the last two didn't have any fans. They were in the Performance Center of the Thunderdome. So since that Fox deal started, think back to that, Denise, since like Kane Velazquez was a part of 2019, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is the first one. And uh, that show sucked ass too. <laughs> Joel Wood says, I just saw in the dark match that Kevin Owens hit a Young Bucks pose over Cody. <laughs> I want them to feud for all the inside references. That is gold. That is gold. Earth 18 says, my wild fantasy booking for Cody is that Vince actually wants to sell. Cody is the one to run them out of town. Starts by telling Braun to not let them take your family name like they tried to take mine and forms an anti-McMahon stable. That sounds rad. They won't do it. I think that would be great. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What do you think, Denise? Sorry, I didn't hear the question. He, he thinks that, like, that Cody should kind of do an anti-Vince thing and do something like go to Braun Breaker and say, don't let them take your name like they took Oh, okay, mine. I get it. Yeah, that'd be great. And then I we can that. watch Cody versus Vince McMahon next year at WrestleMania. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Did you spill your Listen, water? listen. <laughs> Okay. Spilled your water. (laughs) I spit my water. Um, imagine. Okay, so we saw the stunner. Just conjure this up in your head, Denise. Vince McMahon taking the crossroads. Oh God, bless his heart. I love it. His heart. I love it. Oh my God, poor that. That by the way, that stunner was very depressing. (laughs) Very depressing. Was it was sad? I, I legitimately felt bad. I was just like, damn, that sucks. In Simmons says, I feel bad for Zelina. She's a special talent on the mic, but she has that type of voice that makes you want to hear what she's saying, but her booking is crap. That is is sad, but true. I think she's a very good talent. I think she has uh, overperformed to what they had planned for her because they just planned for her to be a manager, and then she got so good yeah. 
that she did well. KO promo. He came out and he said that <laughs> that Austin beat his ass and he underestimated him. But that's not what we're here to talk about, Denise. Ezekiel is here. Not Elias, but it is Elias. Elias shaved his beard and came out in trunks. Uh, Fightful Select reported a few weeks ago that there were plans for Elias to return. Uh, they had filmed some vignettes for him. But that last year, he showed up backstage with stars on his trunks. And Vince said that he looked too much like Randy Savage and they didn't have plans for him. Well, he says that he's not Elias, even though Kevin Owens is like, is that you? Yeah, that's you. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm Elias's younger brother. Kevin Owens was fantastic here, by the way. He he was amazing. I don't know what this is, but I have a feeling it's going to be real goddamn stupid. Um, First of all, Kevin Owens was literally all of us. Sean, when he came out, I thought, oh, my God, I don't know who that is. I, I thought it was somebody from NXT. And I, I was like, I watch NXT every week. I don't remember this guy. And then and then I thought it was LA Knight. And I'm like, wait, but that's not LA Knight's hair. Well, did they shave his beard? What is it? I had this moment of panic, this moment of panic where I thought, Jesus Christ. And he's like, you should know who this person is. Had they not said it was Elias right away, it would have I would have had to go on social media and find out from other people that it was Elias. Like had they not based had Kevin Owens not been like you're Elias, I wouldn't have I just wouldn't he looked so different. He, he looked did. so different. He looked like he kind of looks a little bit like Bradley Cooper he, mixed no, with he, LA Knight, mixed with a bunch of people. I'll pull up uh what our friend Jesse the Buckeye said, um, because I thought that was right, but Brent says, why is Elias cosplaying as Jesus? I mean, he's not anymore. Lake says, hey, hey, it's Ezekiel Jackson. You look different. Very clever. Warren uh, says, has anybody seen my brother, Chris? Chris Abyss? Obviously, there's the the Chris Park uh, Abyss storyline, and he is a producer in WWE now. Richie says, Ezekiel looks like someone I could create on 2K22. In 10 minutes. And I saw people saying he looks like Volador Jr. <laughs> but here, and he does, actually. That, I know he, he does. So, also, he posted on Twitter, like, oh, I'm taking over Elias's account. And then even in the little parentheses, it says Elias's younger brother or little brother, something yeah. like that, right? And I, and I started thinking about it. And so here's the story, Sean. So Elias died, right? He's dead. He was Technically, he's dead, right? Okay, yeah. so now we're supposed to believe that this. So you, now you're telling me that his little brother came and took over. No, no, his, no, no, no. He didn't. No, I know what Veer, you're saying. No, I know Veer, what you're saying. Veer came. Okay. Veer came, not Ezekiel. Okay. Uh, oh Jesse, my God. Jesse says that he looks like a jacked up Stu Pickles. He did. He looked exactly <gasps> like Stu Pickles. <laughs> oh my God. That's really sad. Uh, I love it. In Simmons is Elias. John, Elias looks like Hawkins now. Uh, why? Do, are oh, you not whoops. seeing this? <laughs> you wish you were Jeff Hawkins. <laughs> Sorry about that. In Simmons is Elias looks like Nathan Fillion and Brandon Fraser had a forbidden love child. And Havery Duncan says, so glad Elias or uh, Ezekiel uh, took after his late brother Elias by following in his footsteps. R.I.P. 
This was something. Joe says you can give KO and Sammy anything. They'll spin it into gold. See the jackass match. That was one of the most entertaining matches I've ever seen. I had a blast watching it. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens did everything he could with this promo. He really did. And like Carson says, man, I didn't think we were going to get an NXT call up to face Zelina and Carmella. And then we didn't. (laughs) Tony says, is Rhea and Liv the new Billy and Chuck relationship? Nope, not at all. Drew says that Ezekiel looks like a tall jacked Lord Farquaad. I saw a bunch of people saying that. That's sad. Joel would pay full price to see Cody or Vince try to take the Cody cutter. He might be able to take that better because he almost fell on his face last night. Daniel says, I really want Cody to have a conversation with Butch and be like, what happened to you? Also, Cody versus face Randy would be interesting. Yes, that's what I'd like. I'd like Cody to say, don't let them take your name like they took mine. I'd like him to go to Pete Dunn and say, what the hell happened to you and bring him in. I would love that for him to take these people that WWE has turned into castaways. Mikey says they missed a golden opportunity to have KO say Ezekiel. That name sucks. Didn't it? Didn't he also call him Enrique or something? Yes, he did. It was funny. He certainly did. <laughs> Miz absolutely crushed Dominic Mysterio. I don't know that we needed this, but you know what? Whatever. If they're building Miz to have an eventual match with Logan Paul, I got no problem with this. I ain't crying over Dominic getting that ass whipped real quick. So there's nothing to talk about here. Skull crushing finale, but then it happened. Well, actually, I'm Malucha says, how bad do you think Ray regrets re-signing with WWE? I don't think he regrets it a bit. He got his whole family on TV. He got his son a contract. He's the cover athlete of 2K22. He's in a WrestleMania match with a big celebrity. I don't think he feels bad at all with his 45-year-old ass and his stem cells and his knees and all that stuff with his seven-figure contract. I don't think he feels bad at all. Um, I don't think Veer feels bad at all because after all these months being pent up, he finally came, Denise. Joe says on on the plus side, Veer. Just Joe says... He finally came tonight all over the Mysterios. He unloaded on Rey Mysterio, Denise. He beat Dominic Mysterio. I was very happy with this. Did you see the screenshot? Well, the part where like he's Dominic's making this like really ugly face. He's like, ah! it was great. It was amazing. I loved it. Uh, I wasn't expecting Veer to come in at this point of the show. So it kind of caught me off guard where when I, this is so sad. Okay. So I was looking at my Twitter screen and I heard the music and I'm so trained in my head that when you hear the music, it's the little vignette, the little promo that says he's coming. I had this moment of, oh, it's just a promo. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, his debut's today. And that's when I started paying attention. And so it it, it was sad. Like I kind of like I forgot. Buddy, until he walked into that ring, I thought he was going to walk to ringside and turn right back around. Also, I need to say this. So. I don't know why, but he doesn't look that tall on TV in person. Yeah. He is tall as hell. He is Big. so tall. Um, Did you see my tweet, he's, by he's the like, way? He's like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, in person. Dude, yeah. he's giant. So we were lunching at the same place. <laughs> I was I sitting down, and I turned to the right, and there he was. And then I, and I was like, oh, is that Veer? And I was like, no, it's not Veer. And then I turned back, and I was like, oh, shit, it's Veer. It was great. But and his beard's very nice, by the way. I want to put yeah, that over it too. It's very well groomed. I was like, oh, I want to touch it. 
N. Simmons says the Raw was perfectly cooked to a uh, to a perfectly cooked two pack of butts. You would laugh at that. It's good. He that says, is just, Sean Ross Sapp comedy right there. It is. Uh, I'm just here for the Veer eggplant jokes. And Cadillac Carson says somewhere in some broken universe is saying, Matt Hardy saying, Veer, I knew you'd come. He needs to tweet that. Uh, RH says WWE stands for wrestling with Ezekiel. You know, there, there's one one important thing, Denise. What? Feels good that Veer came. Drew says he felt so bad for Dominic tonight. He'll always be remembered as the Veer man Veer had to come on. Oh, God bless. bless he's, he's fortunate to be in such a position. Sloppy Joe's sloppy show says all I wanted was Knoxville to call out Roman <laughs> after feeling on top of the world, beating Sammy and getting destroyed. I think that would have been funny. I think that would have been great. Like Roman should say on Friday, I'm going to pick a man who won at WrestleMania to face me on SmackDown next Friday. And it's Johnny Knoxville and he kills him. I think that would be, that would be great. Yeah. And John, I I think it'd even be cool if Johnny tried his tricks and Roman just destroyed them all. He Superman punches and destroys that big ass stupid hand. Like he, he kicks over a mouse trap. trap. What does he do to the mouse trap? I don't know. Something. Oh, have we heard any news on Alexa? No, she just wasn't planned for uh, WrestleMania. Hey, when did they start selling those Lily masks? I don't know. I didn't know they were. Oh, I saw them at WrestleMania at the Superstore, and I had never seen them before. And I didn't want to post it up because I didn't want to look stupid, like if it had already been out there for like ever. I don't pay that much attention to... Uh, Check it to, out. ...to that. Mr. Showtime says only one word can describe beer coming. Orgasmic. There it is, Sean. The mask. I see it. I see it. Just saying. No guy. Kid named Brock says, thanks for always making my Monday, guys. Sending positivity. Well, thank you so much. Michael Key says he needs to get back to work. Love you, Denise. Glad you had a great weekend, Sean. Need to get better at Battle Royals. (laughs) You know, I've never won a Battle Royal. I have been in like eight Battle Royals. I have never won one, now that I think of it. Because you're a jobber. I mean, I ain't winning battle royals. At least there's that. Remember, the DAS should be running wild. Catch you another time, beautiful people. Well, thanks, man. Matt says, I never popped harder for anything than when Denise hit the shore you can to Sean Ross Sap and his Sean Ross sack. Love you guys. Have a good night. Let's get back to wrestling. Bobby Lashley cut a promo. The fans were behind Bobby Lashley. He got one of the best reactions all night. They love him. He is easy to cheer for as a baby face. And then Omos comes out and MVP makes the turn. I'm conflicted on this. Why? I'll tell you why. There are two ways I think they could have done this. I'm not sure which would work better yet. I'm going to let it play out. I loved MVP saying, he didn't even need me. And then he picked a fight with his own imagination, Denise. He turned on his friend. Because Lashley, Lashley never said, I didn't need you. MVP said it. He picked a fight with his own imagination and he repeatedly said it. He's like, you don't need me, huh? You don't need me, huh? Well, now you're going to need me. However, I do feel like last night they could have avoided having Omos lose his first match and they could have had MVP turn on Lashley there and he could have said, 
you've been out for two months. I don't want to manage somebody who's vulnerable. I want to manage somebody who's unstoppable. I want to refine him. I think that that could have happened, but I, I liked how they executed it tonight. I thought MVP did a great job. I thought Omos and Lashley did a great job. And this adds another intangible. It gives you a reason for a rematch because with MVP in his corner, it does transform Omos because I've said it before. He can't wrestle. He can't work. He can't talk. MVP can talk and MVP has charisma that adds an awful lot to the Omos act, Denise. It adds everything to his act. What else is there? The man already got yeah. beat by Bobby Lashley. And granted, Bobby Lashley's not no small guy, but he's way smaller than Omos. Uh, yeah. So I feel like, you know, taking the, you know, taking the L to Bobby Lashley. First of all, I was glad Bobby Lashley won. I thought he should win that match. So I was very happy about that. But, um, I thought to myself, how is Omaz going to recover from this? Like, where do you go with this big giant guy? So with when MVP essentially aligned himself with Omaz, I thought, you know what? This is a good idea. This is going to help out Omaz a whole lot. You, I mean, you already mentioned everything as to why. And it's true. That's like, he really needs it. I'm sorry, but he, he, uh, he, he needs it. <laughs> I think so, too. I thought this was a very effective segment. And even though I think they could have done it without Omos losing, I liked the way that this ended up. I thought they did really good, and I'm excited to see how he helps Omos out a lot. Right. Volob says, Veer came, and he came so hard uh, on Ray and his shamrock shake son. This one's for you, Alex. Very clever. Sloppy Joe's Sloppy Show said that Veer finally came after keeping us on the edge. Woof. Hey, what's that over there? Want Sean versus Denise at Bloodsport 9? Uh, I'd do that. I'd do Why? that. Why? You don't deserve... I already eliminated you from the clusterfuck. I don't gotta, like, work with you anymore. I'm done. That was, listen, Denise, that was a contender's match. So, therefore, no, I get another opportunity no, I no, by losing. No, 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 nope. Sure was. I, I will only agree to a death match, by the way. Okay, sure. That sounds great. Just Joe says, as a person who just lost their father recently, I can tell you those tears weren't fake. Some fans need to stop being so toxic. Cody is the hero we need, not the hero we deserve. I don't think that doubting the authenticity of that promo is fans being toxic. Um, and I don't think you can judge somebody's tears or lack thereof. That's why I speculated. I didn't say for sure what they were or weren't. But mixtape. So toxic, Sean. You got to stop <sighs> being so toxic. You're like Mixed Britney Spears. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Mixtape <laughs> said, you got me through my wife's passing. Thank you. Your coverage of WWE is still better than WWE. You all are gems for hanging in there. We keep being awesome. Hey, man, I would rather cover a bad wrestling show than, than any other job. It's it's something that we're, we're very fortunate to do, and we will not lose sight of that. We like talking to you guys. But uh, also, we're, we're so sorry about the passing of your wife and and. We're glad that, that we could be the people that you, you leaned on throughout that because uh, we, we appreciate our viewers. We had Bianca Belair come out for a promo. Man, that eye looked gnarly. Becky missed a Molly go-round, and it ended up being a top rope rolling kapu kick, which looked awesome. But Nerd Guru says, I hated this show for many reasons, so I'm going to continue to give Becky, Bianca, their flowers. Match of the weekend by far. I loved it. I thought so too. I thought that was the best match all weekend. But then he follows up and says, the segment was weird. Maybe Bailey isn't ready. Asuka is good to go. They just had EO lose to Mandy. Why didn't she show up or Kaylee Ray? 
It's a good question. This is where in previous years, Denise, you have a debut, you have a return, you have we had Something. Ezekiel, Sean. Stop being so toxic. Ugh. We got Ezekiel. We need to be thankful for that. And we also got beer. Who would you have liked to have seen here? Honestly, I've been rooting for Dakota Kai to go for, to that main roster for like the longest time. Yeah. The longest time. But it looks it's like they're putting her and, her and Raquel back together. Um, been there, done that so yeah, many times. True. It's just rinse and repeat. That's true. Um, I, I think that Bianca is great. I thought after two WrestleManias, she is Mrs. WrestleMania. Like yeah. already she is yeah. proven that she has top level main event matches. It was just incredible. That was definitely, I agree with you, best match of the night. I mean, it, it my other favorite match was obviously Austin KO, but it was they're such different matches, and I love them yeah. for different reasons. But like technically speaking, and just like you know, in ring wise, it was definitely Becky and Bianca. Braun Breaker, Dolph Ziggler, too. I do not get why you had Braun Breaker lose on Saturday to do this on Monday. Okay, so Sean, I haven't watched Stand and Deliver yet. So I was going to ask you, what happened? What was the finish? And did it make sense Breaker got for them sent to do this for a rematch today? Breaker got sent into a second rope, exposed turnbuckle, and then hit with a moving pin. So it was a cheap shot pin, but I'm like... And I had people say, oh, well, this is to, for exposure for NXT and Braun. And I'm like, you don't have to pin him to do that. They script the shows. Also, exposure, you're, you're having him, you're, you're telling people, hey, by the way, he lost two days ago to a guy who hasn't won on Raw this year in Dolph Ziggler. Hey, you see this guy, Dolph Ziggler, that we've had putting over other people on this show for months and months? Oh, oh, wait, sorry. Years and years and years and years? Well, Braun Breaker lost him the other day. The match was fine. I loved him busting out the dive. The match was good. I don't disagree with them putting an NXT title match here, but I still don't know why he lost two days ago. Um, it just doesn't make sense to me. Why haven't they officially made him like a main roster guy? I don't know. Um... They've got plans for he and Carmelo. I just don't know when those plans will take shape. So then why take the belt off of him to put it back on him? Because maybe they were going to take the belt off of him because maybe he's going to the main roster. Okay, I could buy that. You know, okay, yeah. fine. I could buy that. But then if you're not going to do that, then why would you? It doesn't make sense. Like to me. Maybe, I don't know if they just wanted what they thought would be a big match for Stand and Deliver and Dolph Ziggler versus Braun Breaker. I, I watch people do mental gymnastics to justify this Saturday loss to, to make this match tonight. It just, it doesn't make sense. Like, he, he could have won Saturday and he could have came here Monday and just defended it against literally anybody. Anybody. I mean, if the brand split doesn't matter and you're defending the NXT title on Raw anyway, just anybody. Daniel says, thank you guys for being here every Monday. You're both great. As for the show, I have a gripe. Why did they bring up Braun Baker for random tag matches? If he had debuted tonight and won the NXT belt, I think that would have been cooler. Well, I mean, he did. He did win the NXT belt tonight. So, I mean, you're in luck, buddy. Sounded like you said Braun Baker. <laughs> Braun Baker. Yes. <laughs> um, I just don't. It does, still doesn't make sense to me that he got pinned the other day. 
It was very unusual. It but. feels to me like they just wanted this match on Raw. They just wanted to get Braun on Raw to get the title win. But then it's like, well, why do you book it for the show? It seems like they wanted it in more than one places. More than one I place. agree. In Simmons says, the only reason I could see no debut or return opponent for Bianca is so she could uh, maybe heal up, but then even then I may be wrong. You don't have to have her get into a physical confrontation with the person. Just the person can come out and kind of challenge. We had the Usos getting Theory fired up backstage. I actually like this because they Me were too. they were trolling him. They're like, you lost. We didn't. And he got pissed and he got fired up. Now, do I like that he pinned an active champion? No, not a bit. He should be challenging for the U.S. title now. No excuses. Full stop. He should be getting a U.S. title match. Finn Balor should not be getting pinned. RK-Bro probably shouldn't be getting pinned either, but Finn Balor has been abused. But I got to say, I like that the Usos did what Roman does to them. Basically fired them up into winning. I thought that was really smart of them. I love the whole backstage interaction with all of them. And even the way that it was shot too, because you kind of had Theory a little bit more forward. And he was like making this like Fuchi face. And then on the back, you had the Usos kind of like, you know, being like those, you know, little devils behind him. I really like that. Um, and I feel like I've officially made like a whole like 180 on Austin Theory because he... Because my light fell on my head when I was interviewing him. And after that, we had a moment, Sean. Theory and I had a moment. And so now I'm going to make sure that uh, I have his back here on these shows, man. Nice. I interviewed him as well. That'll be out probably in like six weeks. Who knows? I'm going to put uh, that clip, though, in my vlog. The one where like, my light <laughs> fell. It was so embarrassing. I he's, wanted he's to like die. He's really good at media. He really is. Boy, uh, I'll tell you what. He and what I thought you what, were going to say? What? Oh, continue on. What? What did you think I was going to say? No, I'm not going to say it. You're not going to say it. So you continue on. What? That he and Braun are opposite ends of the spectrum as far as media go? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say is yeah. There you go. Nerd are you Guru posting says, your interview up, by the way? Huh? Are you posting your interview up with Braun? Yeah. Why wouldn't I? Oh, just asking. Was yours not good? I didn't think it was. I'm not. I didn't post. I mean, it listen. Up. I've I've had two interviews with Braun, and I'm fascinated by him. Neither one of those interviews were good. Neither one of them were good. He, he'll get there. I mean, he's just been doing this. He comes from the world of football, where you go out of your way to not say anything. You know what I mean? So, I mean, he's like. A, just barely a year removed from that. So but people are not going to know that though. They're not going to know sure. that he's tired because you know, he's talked to 30 media members and 75 really. And they're all asking similar questions and they're I not going to know that he's tired. And either all the people are going to see if they watch that video is holy shit. Denise is a terrible interviewer and Braun Breaker doesn't like her. They're not going to know the backstory. That's what I mean. I, it. I had people writing fanfic about him beating me up on your, your, your what? picture that you posted, they're like, he's probably thinking, I wish I could rip Sean's spine out of his ass. I've interviewed him multiple times. Braun is very nice to me. Fucking weirdos. But I got to say, I asked him a question at the end of our interview, and I, he took it serious. You want to know what the question was? What was it? My question was, who would win in a street fight? Rick Steiner, 1989, or Malcolm Bivens? You really asked that question? I did. 
Because it's a hilarious question. And he said, come on. You know who would win that. And I said, yeah, you're right. That was a stupid question. Malcolm Bivens would mop the floor with him. And did he get your joke? <laughs> he thought, no, he didn't get the joke, I don't think. So he no-sold it? Kind of. I'd have to watch it back, but in the moment. That sucks. That really sucks. Oh, that's but, the worst. Yeah, that's happened to me, as you know, where I make a joke and it goes over someone's head. Mate, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know one, what I'm talking about. You know that what I'm one was about. brutal. Yeah, that I know. I know. It was embarrassing, but at least everybody else got it. I was like, oh, shit. Well, too bad. Oh, Denise is talking. You learn. Let's bring it Shut up. up. Let's bring Sean. it up. I don't want to talk about it. Shut Let's bring it up. How Denise was that? Because I don't even. Denise is at the media oh, scrum. Shush. Shush. <laughs> Shush. I'll start bringing. Denise is at the media scrum at Jacksonville double or nothing last year when Miro shook the bag with the snake and threw it. And Denise made a very good joke to Tony Khan at the post-show media scrum and said, freaking Tony Khan and said, did you get any calls from PETA over that? And Tony went, What? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm dramatizing it. He's like, what would we do that? Obviously, that wasn't a real snake. <laughs> Sean, I've, you know, have you ever felt your head get so yes. hot, like heated? Yes. I, I, just, I couldn't even respond. Like I froze, and my head got like really, oh. really hot. And thankfully, some like a bunch of the media members were started to explain why I asked them that. Like it was yes. a stupid freaking joke. And so oh. I thought to myself, I'm never going to ask a joke question in my Listen, life ever again after that. You know who got the joke and liked it? Who? I Not, not that one. I asked Imperium. Oh, then why... you're going to make me feel good, not no, yourself. No, 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 no. Muted. I asked Imperium why they were ducking the dream match, three-on-one handicap match between them and Malcolm Bivens. And Walter loved it. Walter thinks Bivens is hilarious, which I love. Well, I'm happy people get your jokes removed. That was horrifying. Do you Muted. Michael Branson says, from Sal P, how much to release the interview, Denise? The Braun interview? Yeah. No. I haven't even, I'm not even watching it back. I've only, okay, at a junket, like I've only, I've only not released two interviews that I've done ever. Um, well, okay, three. I didn't release one recently with Davey Richards because he was getting a tattoo <laughs> during the interview. How did that even happen? I don't know. He was getting a tattoo. So the whole thing. And he offered to do it again the next week. I'll do it again, but. I don't want to post my interview with Braun. It's just no. I, I like in my head, it's probably a lot worse. I didn't watch yeah. it back. But like I felt stupid, honestly, during that interview. I felt really stupid, like bad. But because the, I started off the interview and I was like so much energy. I was so excited. Like, yes, yeah, that ain't him, buddy. And then he hit me with the answers, and I was like, oh no. Very no, short no, answers. No. Very you short know, answers. He'll get better. He'll get better. He's still new at this. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. People yeah. are not gonna know that. People are going to blame the interviewer they're going to blame me sean so yeah. that's why i didn't want to post the interview <laughs> listen it's listen not good not if they've watched more than one of those interviews they, they won't no but that's uh, the thing 
You know how the YouTube audiences sure. are. They're going to trash you for any little thing. Denise, you you breathe too loud. Denise, I don't know. I do. something. You, you breathe too much, I think. Richie Goodacre says, do you think they should unify the tag titles? No, I don't think they need less stakes. I think they need a better division. Hey, what's that over there? Says, would rather see Finn and New Japan Bullet Club storyline instead of this. Denise, WWE, Raw, currently has AJ Styles, Cody, and Finn Balor. Oh, yeah. Just saying down the line. Nerd Guru says, I hope Finn walks out. This is disgraceful. I doubt it, buddy. The match was fine. The finish was stupid. TJ Ridgeway says, still shocked by the debut of Mark Henry and Mae Young's hand son last night. Thanks for everything, guys. By the way, guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. We had Street Profits in Alpha Academy. This breaks down into a fight, and then Adam Pierce is like, no, we're just doing a match with no rules. Let's do it. And this was an excuse to get Montez Ford to do a frog splash through a table. And I thought it was a good enough excuse because it was a cool spot. But that's what they do. They throw something together that doesn't make any sense. And then Montez does something really athletic. And I go, wow, cool. <laughs> and then we come on here and talk about it every single week. Um, so I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I wasn't paying attention to this match and I came back in and I caught the, the, the spot at the end, the frog splash on the table. And I was like, Oh, great. And that was it. But I didn't pay attention to this match. And there was another match that I wasn't like super. Yeah. I'm telling you the formula every time something that doesn't matter. They make the match Montez does something exciting. And then it's like, well, here we go. Street profits win. Ricardo says, post the interview, step host. Hashtag chicken No, I buy, I'm going to rewatch it. And if it's as bad as I remember it being, maybe I'll make an executive decision. Or may, but I don't want to bill it the way that you did with the Virgil interview, because I think that would just make Braun feel bad. And I don't want to make him feel bad. Yeah, I didn't care if Virgil felt bad. Yeah, exactly. And I would care if Braun felt bad. Because, you know, he's nice. Just he's nice he's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. He He was nice. Yeah. So I just, just don't want to post the interview. Sure. Action <laughs> says, honest opinions. Does Cody end up regretting his decision or did he become the star that he envisions himself being? Does he surpass Dusty the way I think he wants to? I don't know if he'll surpass Dusty, but I think he's going to be a big star because they're paying him like a big star, Denise. Oh, someone has info. No, they just obviously are. Like, why oh, wouldn't they? I would just say it like that, though. You yeah. said it like you knew it, like the figure, like the full number and everything. Like you were seeing them bank account statements. I wasn't. I wish I was. Uh, if he wants to send me his social security number, he can do that as well. Guys, reminder, send in your Humper Chats at HumperChats.com or your Super Chats. Please leave a thumbs up. Right now, over on Fightful Select, Alex Palowski is doing a Sour Graps Raw After Mania review. And uh, FightfulSelect.com had the Raw rundown. It had news on the NXT title match. It had news on Brock not being there tonight. Uh, it had news on pitch names for Edge's stable all weekend. Uh, it had WrestleMania producers. We had scoops nonstop. And we got more. We got Steven Jensen uh, reviewing the GCW Collective for The Weekender. It's good stuff, pal. You review our show? The yeah, he did. Yeah, okay. he did. Speaking of, Raul said, almost forgot. Is that Denise Low Blow Salcedo? Oh, my God, you're Low Blow Salcedo. Hell, yeah, I am. Roman should thank Denise for his titles. She gave him the idea. DAS for life. Exactly. We got the Edge promo. He talks about a message he's sending. We do not know what this message is, Denise. Man, 
I need to start I, reading these instead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna start reading them aloud. Um, I want to put over Damian Priest. Yeah, because and his I, suit. Please do that. Continue his suit on. looked great. He looked like a million bucks. He looks awesome. I'm glad he's with Edge. The subject matter of these promos has got to change because they're weird. But I thought that Edge and Damian Priest did great with, the. the by the way, not just a, a lame crowd, a shitty crowd out here saying, we don't care. It's okay if by now you don't care Is about that the what Edge. they were chanting? I couldn't, I couldn't make out what they were chanting. Yeah, they were chanting, we don't care. When Edge was talking? When Damian Priest was talking. And he Why said. Why were they chanting that? Because they're shitty. And then he said, you know what? That would have bothered me a few weeks ago. And I, I love that, that he part, said that. But I didn't know what they were saying. So I couldn't make out yes. what they were saying. So I didn't know why he had said that. Sure. Okay. And I love that Edge called him uh, the punishment. Because that is his old persona. Punishment Martinez. It yep, is an ode yep. to his former self that got him there. Uh, Emma says Edge looks like the cookie monster with lighting. And C says Brody King calling Edge's new stable the wish.com version of House of Black on Twitter was something I didn't see coming. Damn. Who said that? Brody King? Brody King. Braun says hopefully this leads to big things for Priest. I'll tell you what it would have helped lead to big things for Priest. Him not losing a bunch. That would have been helpful. C says at least the WWE crowd knows their sheep. Yeah, they were chanting, we are losers, we are losers, because uh, Edge said, that's right, losers. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. How'd you feel about the sheep comment? Low-hanging fruit for yeah. me. What did you think? I think it kind of hits a little different right now with, like, you know, it, it hits a little different. Josh Cardenas says, did Edge see House of Black on AEW and say I could do that in WWE? Maybe some inspiration for sure. Oh, I'm just, I love Edge. But this stuff for me just doesn't work. I'm not into this, like, stuff. I'm excited about Damian Priest being involved because I really, really like him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He kind of, he, that's the thing. Like, how do I say this? Like, the added addition of Damian Priest has made me care more than if it was just Edge by himself. Sure. Yeah. Hey, what's that over there says, is this, if this new Edge gimmick and Damian Priest are WWE's answer to House of Black, I'm going to feel bad. Listen, I like House of Black. I don't think they are something that WWE needs to answer. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's like necessarily a huge part. Uh, the, the Roman Reigns promo was the dumbest goddamn thing I've ever seen. Okay, that's hyperbole. That's hyperbole. You want to know what happened? He came out and he said, watch the show Friday. That's it. Yes. There was nothing else. This was dumb. So the rundowns that switched this, that Cody should have been on last. This sucked. This I thought was Cody dumb. was going to come out and interrupt him or yeah. something. I was waiting for the exclamation point in this segment. He literally just basically told everybody to watch SmackDown on Friday. I couldn't believe it. It was so, and I love Roman and I love this new Roman. And even when people have been shitting on this new Roman and people are sick of this Roman after this promo, I can't argue with those people. It was so reflective of this raw after mania. It was inconsequential. That's what it was. Spencer says, might have missed this. Who's next for Roman? Hey, Spencer, watch SmackDown, buddy. That's all we got. <laughs> hey, what's that over there? Says, really hoping Cody doesn't beat Roman via DQ. 
Um, Cody could be the person to beat Roman, I think. And uh, yeah, I, I've constantly said, Denise, when anybody says, who beats Roman? I say, you wait until you have the person that you know should beat Roman. Right now, I think that might be Cody Rhodes. Loaded question. I gotta. I'm Fair. not gonna say like my statement just yet. I'm gonna ease into it and see what That's happens in the, in the following weeks. Marquis says, "Hey, Sean and Denise wanted to come here and say what's up." Roman looked hurt as he could barely hold up the championship. I, guys, listen. This I, this is my. This is just my hunch. I don't have any reports of him being injured, not injured, guys. Him saying, my shoulder's out, was fucking acting, guys. They had the camera on he and and Paul. The match just wasn't good. That's all there is. It wasn't ended early because of that. It wasn't good. People were sitting there saying, oh, he popped his shoulder back into place. With a ring rope? When he's got a medical team in the back after the match? Come on, there's no way I'm buying that. No way I'm buying that. But I am buying uh, Lane saying, Sean, you can beat Roman 100%. As long as that weasel Denise Salcedo isn't around, you know what, maybe one day I'll give you another shot, Denise, maybe. I was so excited for you to ring announce me too. I was so excited to have my friend out there to ring announce me. Should have snatched the mic from me. Shouldn't have headbutted me when I had a long day. You know, my head was hurting for like a good 20 minutes after that. Thanks. Imagine how Josh Barnett's would have felt if I got my hands on him. Yeah. And beat his ass. You say, you know what? You know what? I find the silver lining in everything, Denise. I'm glad that you did that because Josh Barnett is a legit hero to me. Josh Barnett coached the people that trained me. And I trained with Josh Barnett's coach before his his passing, the, the late, great Billy Robinson. So I'm glad that you did what you did because I think it would have been bad for me personally and emotionally if I embarrassed a hero of mine like Josh Barnett. So thanks, Denise. Sean, you got low blowed Muted. Penis. Right in the penis and thrown the hell out of the clusterfuck. And then you were crying like a little baby on the ground. I wasn't crying. I wasn't crying. I was on my feet walking. I was on my feet walking. Looked like you had, yeah. It was very sad. What was I or was I not on my feet walking? And the amount of people that were like high-fiving me and like fist-bumping me on the way out and cheering. Did you you see how many people were handing me money, Denise? No, they were throwing money at you because they wanted you to shut up. They felt bad for you. They were like, this poor guy. He's got to put his little scoops behind a paywall. That's right. I do. And listen, guys, I'm going to have some more scoops for you all week. Every day, I'm going to have scoops for you. That's what we do at FightfulSelect.com. But the thing is, I'm going to need $5 from each one of you right now. So subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Get in your humper chats, your super chats. We are heading down the home stretch. Sky Singe says SRS got eliminated by Denise and took the first flight out of Dallas in shame. You were like Pat McAfee. I got the hell out of there. Um, Action says Denise was giving you a receipt for the cutter. 
Uh, you gave her in the that bar. That is last true. Week. How many times haven't you like done things to me and I'm just right there like, oh. this was revenge. You had it coming. You only had yourself to blame. Cadillac Carson says, I thought the main event was supposed to make you go, wow, what was this? It was lame. I I'll tell you what, literally the main event I was in was better than the main event segment of Raw that Roman Reigns was in. Is it a lie, Denise? No, because I was in it. Did I lie? Leonard Aaron's three says, all hail Salcedo. That being said, now that the titles are unified, the only belts that matter are the ones held by Roman, Bianca, and Charlotte. That's it. I'm not going <laughs> to argue with you there. I'm not going to argue with you there at all. I think that has sort of been proven uh, to be true. TGO says, are people forgetting Edge was in the original Dark Stable with the Brood? It's a nod to his past. He should bring that up in the promo. I agree. So for somebody to say, oh, well, this is a ripoff of House of Black. I mean, come on. Like, who inspired a lot of those a lot of those feuds? Or a lot of those stables, rather. Jason says, with the edge lighting and lighting change and cheap mic work, can we start referring to these as all you purple promos? That's good stuff, Jason. All you purple promos. That's good stuff. We need stuff. to start doing that. Ryan says, how much did Shaza pay to low blow SRS? Listen, I have a story, a Shaza story that will be on the, the show that we do. There, There's a lot that went into this little, little spot. Uh, but I did meet Shaza this weekend, and I am going to kick the living shit out of Shaza McKenzie at some point. Oh, please. I'm going to. wipe the floor you see how little you. she was? Oh, my God. I will destroy her. Really? Action. Really? You're Action. digging at people's size? Yeah, really? Action says, did Cody slip and say he had a six-year deal yesterday? He said, if we end up revisiting all this again in six years, did either of you catch this? I did catch it. Um, and uh, people close to him indicated that maybe he, he had said how long his deal was. But then when I outright asked them, they didn't answer me. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But Denise Salcedo, we are going to do a, a podcast possibly on select i don't know yet but wherever we do it you all will be able to see it and it'll be a lot of fun you'll be able to ask us some questions about it too but uh we're gonna like talk about our our spot at gcw what led up to it how it came about uh, i do want to clarify i do not take money for wrestling bookings and if i do the donate the money is donated to a cause 100 uh i will not get paid by a wrestling company uh, Denise is in a different boat than me. She is I take performer. the money. I need the money. I got bills to pay. All right. I mean, you're, you're, yeah, you're a performer. That's, that's. Yes, I mean, exactly. That is. Uh, Besides my journalistic integrity was already messed up when I did that NXT takeover thing, apparently. Hey, what's that over there? Says, do you think that Cody will use the title to go? Uh, he got from Dan Lambert if he beats Roman. I think there's a good chance Cody does. Uh, Dan Lambert gifted him uh, that title belt that was shown in that picture. Uh, Dan Lambert had procured that title belt and uh, walked up to Cody and handed it to him with without for, for nothing in return and said, this belongs to you and your family. And I thought that was an incredibly kind thing. But Denise, tell the people what you got going on. You had an insanely busy weekend, uh, and I'm sure you've got an insanely busy week as well. 
Yeah, so um, there was a lot that happened to me this weekend. It was probably like the best weekend of my life. It was kind of insane. Um, And I am going to do a vlog that's going to be up on my channel, hopefully by tomorrow, the latest Friday, but it's I'm going to work on it for sure tomorrow. And there's a lot of really good footage in there. A lot happened that I haven't even spoken about, which is kind of nuts because uh, I tweet everything. But um. Mm -hmm. Seriously, though, please just go to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. That is how I make my money. That is how I make my money back for these trips that I do. Um, and the Cody Rhodes video right now is almost at 300K. It's a couple thousand Damn. views still away. Maybe like 50,000 views or 25, somewhere around there. Forget. Um, go there. Please check that one out. There's a lot of good stuff on that. And on right. top of that, I have all the ROH uh, media scrum ones. The Samoa Joe one is really good, and it's only 10 minutes long. And there's so much information on that. On top of that, I did a bunch of interviews. The one that's, I think, at about 100K or so views is the one with Becky Lynch. We literally just talk fashion. Uh, it's a good time and there's more interviews there that you guys can check out. Um, but seriously, please. So I, when I left Sean on, uh, the 30th, I had 54,400 subscribers. And right now I am like way past that. I am literally, I sorry. I'm literally at 57,400 subscribers now. So I went up by a lot. Um, that makes me happy because you guys all know the goal is to stop working for Sean Ross Sapp and work for my own channel. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? We are great. We are great promotion for your channel. What the hell I'm are you just talking kidding. about? What the hell are you talking about? I'm just kidding. Lonnie Barker says, Sean and Denise, thanks for all you all do. Does Cody win the title before SummerSlam? I think maybe he wins it at SummerSlam unless they go right into that program. Because if they do, I don't want it to stretch out four and a half months. Well, they got the money in the bank and they're going to go to Allegiant yeah. Stadium. So they got to promote something big for that. Yeah, I think him wrestling for the title at Money in the Bank would be good. I don't want him to win Money in the Bank because carrying around that briefcase makes you look like a dork. But uh, guys, we have so much uh, stuff from this week uh, on Fightful. Big thank you to our staff. I named them all individually. Jeremy Lambert made us go viral with a Veer article. Big thank you to him. But big thank you to Luis who did so much work. And everybody else, we have a bunch of stuff. And we also Kyler, can we put over Kyler? Oh, for a he's second? great. He's great. He's been yeah. helping you out lately. Yeah, Kyler. He came to me because you know Sean. You know you're just not taking care of him enough. He needs more money. Sure. He had to come to Hollywood yeah, right. here, and he was like, "Hey, Hollywood, I need a good paycheck." You know, so obviously I hired him. But no, Kyler's been absolutely. If it wasn't for Kyler. I would be incredibly more stressed out right about now because he took a lot of like uh, the responsibilities that I normally have where, you know, clipping, clipping and promoting these YouTube videos takes a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot of effort. And he was such a great person to work with. I would literally upload the videos. He would clip them out. He would post them on my Twitter account and everything while I was go able to go out and do other things and get more footage and whatnot. So thanks to Kyler, uh, who was able to do that. He deserves a lot of credit for he, all his work. He is the best social media guy in wrestling. And we hired him with zero experience. And he is gone on to be the best at his job uh we're so lucky to have kyler but thank you to everybody that helped us thank you to everybody that watched uh fightful select schedule returns to usual this week but we will have that bonus show myself and denise this week uh where we talk about the gcw spot it's gonna be a very good show because Send there's questions i think there's yeah. a lot of good stuff that we need to talk about 
I what I might I might do is uh do we might do the show publicly and then we'll give you a super chat split for that as well, in addition to your regular fee. So please, <laughs> in that case, tune the hell in. <laughs> but guys, until next time, uh check out Fightful Overbooked. Check out all the cool content we have. We're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.